What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Heather Spear, presented to you by NoelGameDate.com. We are here on this fantastic Saturday late afternoon after Florida State's big-time dominant win over Walt Bell and UMass Minutemen, 59-3. to Dustin, this game was over at halftime, which we haven't been able to see in a very long time, Dustin. It is, we talked about it in the press box, but it has been a minute since we've seen Florida <laughs> State come out and take care of business like they should, and they did, and only allowed three points for Walt Bell on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you know, it, it was nice, uh, at least from pretty much the second, pretty much the whole second quarter and, you know, the third and fourth quarters, just kind of sit back and relax and not really have to worry about UMass coming back in this one. Um, you know, it was a little scary there, I guess, for the first minute whenever UMass recovered that fumble on the opening kickoff and went up three to nothing. But, I mean, man, man after that, it was pretty much complete domination from Florida State. The offense was just clicking, putting together fast scoring drives, long scoring drives as well. And the defense, they did a pretty good job overall. Um, I thought there were a couple times where UMass had some drives, but, you know, in the end, you had Jamie Robinson get the pick in the end zone to stop that one. You had Jarvis Brownlee get a pick six. It was a, a very productive day on all fronts. Yeah, it was. And Jarvis Brownlee talked about it after the game, you know, noticing, you know, had that one pick, he felt like he laughed at it. He said, I should have had two pick sixes on the day. But, you know, he made up for and he thanked God for the second opportunity he was given and took that one out to the house. We were wondering if he was going to have the speed to bring it there. It was close there, but he brings it in for six. And Norvell told him he loved him. Um, and he always, you know, Brownlee was very thankful to Norvell for believing in him since Norvell's arrival in Tallahassee. So a really good day for Brownlee, too. But, you know, the defense, once again, you know, UMass isn't something – this is not a fascinating team, nothing great from them. But we've seen Florida State, though, not show up to games like this and stay focused and do what they need to do. I mean, a 59-3 win is great. I know, Dustin, you did not want uh, UMass to be scoring there at the end, and they did not. <laughs> looks a lot better than 59-10. Still, I mean, a big-time margin of a win, but still 59-3 is pretty dominating. And defensively, uh, they were all over um, Walt Bell. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I was sitting in there till the end when there was two minutes left and you had the third stringers and the walk-ons getting reps. And I was like, do not let them score. I was like, 59-3 looks pretty awesome because, I mean, it is your biggest win since, I, I believe, um, 2017 against Delaware State at home. And, you know, it was even from the backups, you know, when they got in there, it continued to stay dominant. You know, UMass... They never really got a leg up in this game at any point other than that fumble. So, I mean, you know, for 59 minutes, Florida State completely dominated this game. And it's something you haven't seen in a while. And this team, you know, now you've won three straight and you're going into Clemson with a lot of momentum, especially after a win like today for these players who haven't really beat up on a team like this before. They, they've got to be feeling good. Yeah, and this team, you know, it feels like they have a lot of confidence and listening to the press conference afterwards, a lot of the bead and reporters were asking them, you know, you had a big game next week and there was multiple questions about that. You know, you got Clemson next week, you're going up to Death Valley, but the guys kind of felt more focused and keyed in on this weekend. That's something Norvell has been trying to uh, preach to this team and build that culture there. Just focus on this week and we'll, we'll figure out next week, you know, once it comes time and focus on just one team. 
And, you know, this is going to be a big game this upcoming weekend. But just sticking to this, you know, Florida State, you get to see Chubba Purdy. Didn't get to see him at all since last year against NC State. Five of five, 98 yards, two touchdowns. I, he talked about it in the press conference afterwards. Uh, Jordan Young, who had a great week of practice and was looking forward to him getting some playing time, scores a touchdown. But he talked to Jordan Young before the drive and said, hey, I'm trying to get you six points. I'm trying to get you a touchdown. And sure enough, he did and, and had a strike there wide open. Uh, to Jordan Young, but like you had mentioned earlier, Dustin, this team, you were able to see some guys, second stringers, some younger guys get in there, and it was really nice to see, but it was cool to hear, too, Mackenzie Melton, Norbell had mentioned it, too, after the game, that Mackenzie Melton went and told Norbell and said, hey, don't worry about my playing time for the rest for this game. You know, Florida State was, you know, way ahead. This game was over. He told him, you know, I want the younger guys to get reps over me. And I think that's just something telling about who Mackenzie Milton is as a person, as a player, as a leader, and a guy that just wants to help out the team overall. And I thought that was something very, very telling about a, a veteran guy that's in this locker room in Tallahassee. No, I mean, you know, very mature mindset for Mackenzie because this is going to be probably his last season playing college football. And you know, obviously he's been relegated to a bench role right now. So you would think he'd want to come in and, and get that plan time for himself whenever he could. So for him to defer to the younger guys that are going to be with this program for years and years to come and who could be the potential quarterbacks of the future. I, like I said, I just think that shows a, a great deal of maturity. What do you think about Chubba Purdy's play today? Because I thought he looked in control. He had mentioned that after the game that he felt a lot more comfortable. He said he's a lot more mature in the game on the football field now. And you could definitely see that. And we actually got to see him really look like a, like a manager working down the field. And that's great to see as probably potentially your QB two, we'll still figure out, you know, what Norbell wants to have there at QB two. And, you know, we look, we watch the practices and we see that both Milton and Chubba Purdy are splitting a lot of those snaps, but who do you, you know, what do you think overall though for Chubba Purdy's uh, performance? Yeah, I mean, you know, he looked really comfortable out there, and that, that was something that stood out to me. He he sat in the pocket a couple times and delivered the ball over the middle and, and with confidence. And coming back from that injury, not having the reps over the spring, the summer, and really, you know, just starting to pick it back up since the fall began, I think that was huge for him to come in this moment. Like you said, Logan, he hasn't played in an actual game scenario in, in almost a year to this point, and it was impressive for him to come out there and throw two touchdown passes. He was running the RPO as well. There were a couple times where he pulled it down and, you know, he's a pretty decent athlete. He's not, he's not like Jordan Travis, but he can do enough with his legs to make plays and move the sticks when necessary. So, you know, hopefully Florida state can have a couple more performances like this and they can continue to get Chubba Purdy some reps because it's going to be a battle between him, Jordan Travis and, and AJ Duffy next year for that job. What do you think, Nate, about Chubba Purdy's performance? I know you've been looking forward to seeing him get some playing time. I thought he played pretty well. You know, you, you know yeah, you can take it to fact the opponent, but I thought that he had commanded the offense. You know, the, I, I thought his throws were really crisp. They were right on the money. Um, the RPO, RPO game was really good. Um, I, I like what I saw. You know, I, I think you can see the development over the – the, the course of the year that that he's played so uh, I, I think that 
you know, for, for, for me as a FSU fan, I, I don't think that the quarterback race is over yet. When you look at next year, I know people want to go ahead and annoy Jordan Travis, but I, I, I've been saying it for a while that I've always felt Tom Purdy was going to have a, have a say in everything. So I, I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, you got taken taken to known as UMass, but he still let, let, let drives that were impressive. And, you know, the few times that he pulled the ball, uh, I, you know, I think his athleticism, yeah, it's not Jordan Travis, but it's it, it, it can match Christian Ponder, which we all know he did a lot on his feet. So, uh, I mean, good game for, for, for Chuba. Mm-hmm. Going back and looking at this game, too, statistically, and it didn't really look like it. The, the stat sheet just shows it, but Sean Corbin had a phenomenal game. He had 11 attempts at running, 127 yards, a touchdown, had a long run of 29 yards. And overall, the rushing attack, Florida State, was just all over. Lawrence Toa Philly also came in and grabbed the touchdown, too. Five rushing, t- five players scored a rushing touchdown, too, including DJ Williams. Got a little little sneak peek at him also, but the running game attack on Florida State's side was was on the on point. Yeah, I mean, it, it was impressive. Uh, big play after big play after big play. Doesn't matter who's in the backfield. Um, I, I mean, it was huge. And then, you know, throughout the course of the game, you also got to get Ja'Kai Douglas a couple reps. So, you know, playing just about everybody in that backfield and – they all performed, you know, and that's we've talked about before. Florida State, they have so many players in that backfield. And when you let them all loose, I mean, look what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then looking over to Malik McLean, too, who had a great week of practice. And once again, he has a big time play on third down where, I mean, it just shows off kind of speed he has. But, you know, that's a guy that's been starting for the last couple of weeks, and he's just going to continue to be uh, – he's going to have a great career at Florida State without without any kind of doubt there, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, not not a ton from the wide receivers today. I think that, that play from Malik McLean was probably the most impressive, maybe outside of Ontario Wilson's, you know, acrobatic catch – that he went up and pulled down after a drop um, the drive before. Um, I thought, I thought Parchment looked nice as well. He, his reps came more whenever um, Chubba Purdy was in, but he had two really big catches and Karen McDonald, Logan, we were up there. He's obviously a a big fan of old game day. I don't know if we can say that, but (laughs) he caught that ball at the five, pulled the defender off of him, got in the end zone, heck of an effort from the tight end. Yeah, no, Cameron McDonald, physical. He's been having a great last couple of weeks of consistency there. Yeah. But Florida State is on a on a three-game win streak, too. I mean, that's something that we haven't been able to say a lot. You look at the second quarter stats here, 28 in the second quarter. I mean, not after the after the first quarter, Florida State didn't allow any kind of points. And Florida State's defense performed well. And like we said, you know, UMass is not a superior threat. We know that, but going back and looking at the Florida State versus Jacksonville State game where they should have owned that game, this is a nice feeling, most certainly. And I think this team learned from it. And a couple of the players in the press conference, you know, talked about that and said, you know, they, they learned from that. That was a really bad start to the season. And it's helped them a ton. And they're building confidence and there's still room for growth. You know, you look at the special teams, I think there's a lot of lot more growth there that needs to be done. And, you know, fielding fielding punts inside the five. 
and calling a fair catch on it just cannot keep on happening. That's been happening the last couple of weeks, and there's been no need for that. And there's been consistency there. And then you fumble a kickoff return. Norvell had mentioned that, but there's still a lot of fixes and things that Florida State can get better at. But if you look at it as a health standpoint, we go into the game and we see Baby on Johnson get the start. You let a Devontae Love Taylor, who probably could play in this game if need be, but doesn't need to. He's allowed to rest this week and get prepared for Clemson next week. Deshaun Corbin comes in after he had, was injured against uh, UNC. He comes in and shows that he's 100%. And so he's not dinged. He's going to be good to go for Clemson. Other than that, you know, there's maybe, you know, Sidney Williams. We came into this game learning that he was not available to play. You will keep an eye on that because you most certainly want to have him up there in Death Valley against the Clemson Tigers and Dapo Sweeney. Uh, I'm wondering if I'm missing anything here, D. Lou, on health, health side of things heading into next week. I don't think so. I would say the the majority of the guys that missed today's game could have played today if necessary. But, you know, I, I think the coaching staff was expecting this one to be over early as well. And it was. I mean, you saw by halftime, I believe Jermaine Johnson was out of the game. What did how many drives did Jordan Travis get in the third quarter? Was it one or or two before they had him go put the the hat on and want, they yeah. put Chubb in? I mean Chubba played mm -hmm. the majority of that second half. So really this was a game Florida State, they realized that it was over pretty early and they knew that they could get their young guys reps while also getting the veterans some extra rest heading into this huge game against Clemson. There was no point to keep guys in in that second half and potentially risk a, a pointless injury. No reason whatsoever. Amari Gaynor leads the team in total tackles. Uh, had a lot of tackle for losses in this game, as you can see. This category is stacked with a lot of players. Gets some playing time. Kevin Knowles got his first start, and I thought he looked pretty solid, too. He gets his first start as a true freshman uh, this weekend. But, you know, other than that, you know, they were able to rest here. Thomas, Jermaine Johnson, and a lot of their other guys, like, love it. Um, still, you know, guys getting a lot of playing time, but there's no reason. You know, you're, this is why you have these games. You get your – get on the win column, you get some extra rest and get your starters out and get prepared for, you know, the Clemson matchup next weekend, which right now I'm not, in sh I'm not sure what that score is. We should probably check that. 7-14. 14-7. 14-7. Pit. Pit. So you're looking at a Florida State team driving with confidence, growth, or believing in their coach, and then maybe a little, little uneasiness going up there, going on in Death Valley, D. Lou. And that's going to be a really fun one to preview because I think Florida State is definitely obviously on a winning streak here, but it seems like they've got a lot of confidence penalties. Let's look at the penalties real quick because I actually did not see that there. I mean, this is the first time in how many years at Florida State? Three penalties. Three, Three penalties, 41 yards. I mean, that needs that needs to be on the headline. There needs to be an article <laughs> written this week about that because if you think about it, I forget the stat that was – up uh, earlier this week, but I believe um, let's just say it's really damn low and it hasn't happened <laughs> like this in a while. But to, you know, if you think about it, you can easily overlook, you can play silly and all that kind of stuff. But you, for you to stay dialed in to a UMass team like this and not cause so many penalties, that is huge. And when it comes to big games, because this is going to be a gigantic game next Saturday for Florida State, because Norvell wants this win penalties is going to be the thing that I think is going to either make it or break it for this get team to stay in it. I don't, I, I don't, I don't even think it's like team like to stay in it. I think it's just going to be, 
you know, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a good one. I I said it last week. I think this is gonna be a really good football game that we'll be watching um, next. Saturday. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, it, if you look at it, the the way the season's going, you've really got two teams that are trending in opposite directions right now. Florida State. It it seems like the offense has finally found its identity. They're starting to hit their stride. Whereas Clemson, they've started to taper off the last couple of weeks. Obviously, they struggled with with Syracuse. I think it was last Friday. Right now, they're in a dogfight with Pittsburgh. We'll see if they're able to pull that out on the road. But, you know, you look at Florida State, they've really went run heavy these last two weeks. You had the 41-13 to run to pass against North Carolina in that win. Today, it was 45 runs to 15 passes. So you've seen them find their identity on offense. They haven't turned the ball over on offense in two games. You did have the fumble and the kick return. I don't count that because it wasn't the offense. And in the in the red zone, I mean, Florida State – They've been insane recently. And during this three-game winning streak, 15 of 15 in the red zone. So you're getting in the scoring wow. position and you're getting points every single time. And, you know, I can't – I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but they had multiple 80-yard touchdown drives today. They had a 94-yard touchdown drive today. Last week, I remember that it was at least – or not last week, but against North Carolina, it was, I think, three drives of 77 yards – or longer. So not only are they scoring, they're also putting drives together and running more clock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they're running the clock and that helps out with a successful running game that Florida State's having. I mean, and they're not committing penalties, like you said. They're mm -hmm, figuring yeah. it out. Mm -hmm, exactly. And calling each other out, I, what was it today? Amari Gaynor. I, mean, I don't know. People on Twitter, we, I wasn't watching the screen up there in the box, but. Mari Gaynor got called for roughing the passer, and Keir Thomas laid it on him. I mean, he was just not happy with that kind of penalty. And that's been a thing that's been continuous basis the last last month or so, month and a half of guys calling each other accountable. And, you know, sometimes players listen better to the teammates. You know, that's Keir Thomas. He's, he's a veteran guy and just wasn't happy at all with Gaynor about that penalty because that almost ruined the drive. Then, obviously, UMass, you know, Jamie is able to lock down an interception there, but still that was going to ruin that defensive drive for Florida state on third down. And, you know, Keir Thomas let Amari Gaynor know that, you know, that, that's just, that can't happen, but you know, penalty wise, it's, it's getting so much better and it needs to be talked about more because this team is getting better and better at it. And I know Norvell is preaching on that playing smart and, you know, it kind of started this trend once Florida state brought these refs to practice. I mean, they're there every day. Um, you know, we're seeing them, they're throwing flags on anything that they're running team, they're running drills, they're running one-on-ones, they're throwing flags. And, you know, that's something Norvell implemented it into his practices. And it seems like that is a key that's helping this team a lot and, you know, shoot, keep them out there all day long. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm looking at a few more stats here. If there's anything uh, impressive here, defensive, or I think this is, no, this is not defensively, but offensively six of nine on third down. Uh, for Florida State. Um, anything else notable here from UMass before we get off of here and then we'll be preparing for Florida State versus Clemson next week? I would just say, you know, heck, heck of a game. I know he didn't have an interception, but heck of a game from Kevin Knowles, um, a, a true freshman who, who has continued to assert himself over the last couple of weeks. And now he's a viable starter in that defensive backfield. And it's going to be huge to get a, get another young DB back uh, next week, hopefully, and Sydney Williams for that Clemson game. 
Hemi Knoll for life is talking in here about Odell and yanking guys' heads off. <laughs> this is something that if you know Coach o Odell Higgins and seen him at practices or maybe seen in coaching too, but mainly at practices. But, you know, this is how Odell Higgins is. Uh, he actually, I'll say this past uh, Wednesday practice, had a nice little uh, nice little encouraging words for Patrick Payton on a on a missed rep that he had to redo about four times. Although Payton was, <laughs> was playing well, let's give him that, is a young freshman coming in. And Patrick Payton also got a lot of playing time in the second half. But – uh, Coach Odell Hagens is Odell Hagens. I mean, he, I mean, he is a fantastic coach, and he's done a phenomenal job sending guys to the league. He's, he, I mean, there's nothing more I really need to talk to him about. He, he knows what he's doing, but he, I love seeing that, and that's just how it's going to go at Florida State. And you can tell Odell Hagens loves being under Coach Norvell. Co coach Woodson talked about him too, who just most recently came from Auburn. You know, these guys, these guys really like coaching under Norvell, and I think Odell, a veteran who's been here for so long, you know kind of got some new life under him i gotta be honest with you i mean he's running around practices he's allowed he's one of the loudest on the field like he's just got kind of that new energy and i think odell Higgins is excited to be under norvell and what kind of future they have together in the coaching tenure we'll see uh but yeah i think uh that's practically practically it here um yeah florida state's currently on a three game winning streak i don't remember the last time we were able to say that dustin but you know florida state is headed 2017 right direction there you go 2017 so it's still a long ways oh, still a long ways to go if we think about it you know it's definitely a long ways we don't talk about 2017 don't we <laughs> that was like the that best a, season in recent memory so <laughs> well we should give uh, 2017 some more love a little a little uh well you want to talk about Jumbo? No, I don't think anybody wants to hear about Jumbo. <laughs> the last, I think it was the last three games. So those were the good games of the 2017 mm. season. When Odell the last three games. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, Florida State's currently three-game winning streak. We will be live here on Wednesday at 8:30 p.m. We will have a special guest too, so keep an eye out for that. We'll be previewing Clemson. We'll do our last thoughts on Florida State versus UMass dominating when and Joe Campbell Stadium. We haven't been able to say that in a while, but Florida State fans will have a good start to their weekend. Thanks, guys, as always, for watching and listening. If you're on iTunes, feel free to rate five stars, leave a review. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe. If you're on Facebook, like, share with all your friends, share with all your groups, everything of that nature. But I definitely appreciate everybody supporting us and hanging out with us. Y'all have a great rest of y'all's weekend. Go Steelers, and we'll talk to you guys next week on Here the Sphere. Peace.